This is interesting. Frances Hagen is a whistleblower that says Facebook chose profits over safety. She was the subject of a 60 Minutes interview that aired on Sunday night. And here's what she had to say. Facebook has demonstrated they cannot act independently. Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. It is subsidizing, it is paying for its profits with our safety. I'm hoping that this will have had a big enough impact on the world that they get the fortitude and the motivation to actually go put those regulations into place. Now, Frances Hagen is a, uh, was a product manager who worked for nearly two years on the civic misinformation team at uh, Facebook before leaving in May. She also had this to say. One of the most shocking pieces of information that I brought out of Facebook um, that I think is essential to this disclosure is political parties have been quoted in Facebook's own research saying, we know you changed how you pick out the content that goes in the home feed. And now if we don't publish angry, hateful, polarizing, divisive content, crickets, we don't get anything. And we don't like this. We even know our constituents don't like this. But if we don't do these stories, we don't get distributed. And so it used to be that we did very little of it. And now, now we have to do a lot of it because we have jobs to do. And well, if that's, we don't get traffic and engagement, we'll lose our jobs. That's really telling on why things are going negative politically, uh, really polarizing people. There was no traffic or engagement, by the way, for more than six hours yesterday on Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp globally due to a major outage. The timing, more than a little curious fell between the airing of that 60 Minutes interview with Frances Hagen on Sunday night and her appearance today before the U.S. lawmakers here to talk about the outage. Adam Oldfield, our tech expert. Adam, I think a lot of people looked at the timing of Facebook going down yesterday and said, whoa. Uh, well, absolutely. Timing was everything. I can tell you many people have crawled out of the fetal position and have finally got back to normal lifestyle to some degree or found a new lifestyle. But the coincidence is very, very interesting. Um, even more interesting is the ramifications of what happened when this this took place. Uh, this isn't just a normal outage servers are down. This was, uh, you know, as Facebook claimed, a DNS issue. Um, and, and that, you know, usually just to paraphrase what that means, Kelly, is that uh, your address book was wrong. So, um, you know, a DNS is domain name system. And, and what that refers to is when you type the word Facebook or all the links on the Internet, um, it wasn't pointing correctly to the to the servers, which were in California. So they had to reboot it, reset it. And at one point, um, Facebook was not truly up for sale, but a lot of registers were saying Facebook is for sale. Um, this is I believe this was inside. That's my that's my take. When I take a look at this deeper and deeper, looking at how looking and knowing how a server works, this is something was deleted internally. Maybe it was strategic, unfortunately damaging. Mm-hmm. But this was very uh, this this. There's more to this story than what we're understanding. Yeah, and it almost seemed like a punctuation to her the whistleblowers. Uh, you know what she said on the interview on 60 Minutes to me, and what she's going to say today before U.S. lawmakers. It seemed really weird the timing. Yeah, I think there's uh, a lot of. I don't think she's alone. I think her coming out and making a statement, especially with all of the pressure on Facebook at this time. There's remember Facebook has employed 
thousands and thousands of individuals. Um, you know, and this statement made is is going to you know amplify on a degree of which we have yet to understand with regards to how the algorithms work and what is the mandate of what Facebook is doing. Um, I think this is the Rome of social media starting to crumble. Uh, and this is just a, a starting point. And the internal side, many employees, I believe, have a lot of access. Um, and the fact that they had to do it physically to reboot the server, um, that's that's massive. That's a really big deal. Um, and Facebook is no small you know, giant, to say the least. They don't rely on any other servers. They are self-sufficient. Uh, I would say almost impenetrable mm-hmm. when it comes to an external hack situation. The only other item that could be a concern is Anonymous, which is the hacking group worldwide, maybe put a a, a DDoS, which means billions and billions of attacks against the server, forcing it to shut down. But they had to reboot the server to make that work. So that that could be uh, not the case. That's interesting. I thought it was it was uh, hilarious. And I wasn't the only one that Facebook, although they, as you say, you know, they're kind of an entity onto themselves. They don't need anybody else needed Twitter. Uh, another social media platform to let all of their users know, yeah, we are down. Just so you know, we are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Do not adjust your set, basically. <laughs> I, I never saw so many pictures of kitty cats and barbecues with family on LinkedIn than I did yesterday for six hours, Kelly. It was uh, many people were looking at other platforms. In fact, Signal and Telegram, uh, which they once again, they became popular when Facebook was getting a lot of pushback at the beginning of Weather Messenger when, when Apple was really advertising how much privacy information is being uh, accumulated by Facebook. Uh, we saw a big increase on those messaging apps. WhatsApp took another hit, millions yeah. to the tune that people are moving over. So uh, this had a huge economic situation, not only on Facebook, but this is a real lesson for anyone that relies on Facebook directly. They, they really businesses, small businesses across this country were relying on that and they don't use any other platform. This is the power. Yeah, that they that's have. right. And, it, you and know, they I were d- really, they I, sorry, them. Adam, I didn't think about that, but that is true. A lot of people, a lot of small independent companies don't have websites anymore. They link you to their Facebook page. Yeah, they've been using all of that as their main primary source. So the little roofing guy, the girl that sells the candles, the people that make little crafts that make this side hustle to survive during COVID, we're all offline. And and that included even communicating messaging wise when they, you know, submit orders or otherwise. So yesterday they it's estimated and these numbers are really skewed, Kelly, but they say between 1 billion to 160 billion. Like that's a big increase, but nobody knows globally how impactful this was from a financial side on businesses. And this is again, worldwide from Europe to North America. So um, I I think it, it shook the tree quite a bit. And the last Mm -hmm. time this happened was in 2008, where had a significant, but there was only 80 million people on Facebook at that time. Um, You know, right now it's 2.1 billion people were completely unable to communicate or use their platform. Yeah, I understand that Mark Zuckerberg lost about eight or six to $8 billion yesterday as well, uh, when the stock prices dumped. Yeah, you know, it's powerful when Jack Dorsey, who is the uh, uh, Twitter CEO, posts one number, and it was called six. And and it was still questionable what it means, but I, it is implied that he fell to the number six richest person. And then after that, he, he was continuously tumbling down. But um, there's a, 
this this is a big explosion. This is not a small mm-hmm. outburst of what happened. So uh, Facebook is about to get torn down like Rome. Uh, and this is this is maybe a good thing. I think, Kelly, I think many people this is, uh, you know, people need alternatives. They need to understand it. And, and I think this is a great wake up call, a, a phenomenal way to kick it off anyways. Well, you know, you say that it's going to be torn down like Rome, but maybe it's going to be torn down internally in order to rebuild it, you know, bigger, stronger, better, you know, little bionic man situation, because what we saw yesterday were vulnerabilities being exposed. You know, all of the Facebook apps and systems are connected. And so yes. I think they're going to have to rethink how their systems are built and kind of disconnect them so that they are independent. You know, they can talk to each other, but if one goes down, the others don't all fall as well. That is that is probably how they would have to do it. The only issue with that to do it that way is that is not Facebook's business model. Mm. I mean, Facebook is its own ecosystem. They don't want you to leave. They want you to live in their little world. They want you to search, buy, talk, communicate, share, uh, you know, work and live within Facebook. It is almost like its own little internet. Um, to break it up, which is not part of their strategy, will literally, you know, I know if I was sitting in the boardroom at Facebook going, okay, we've been told we got to break it down and, and now we got to split it up. Um, that's not, that's not possible. This isn't, this isn't like let's tear the car apart and turn it back into metal components. Um, this is a very, very integrate, uh, interweaved system that is not easily going to be separated and not cause, if anything, it to function the way that it does. Hmm. So it, it, it's not, I'm telling it right now, it is not a business plan that's going to work or it's going to be so many years in the making. They got to start something fresh. Wow. Interesting. Can we touch on this other story? Uh, there's a new feature coming to YouTube on November the 3rd. Have you heard about this? YouTube music will launch a free background listening starting November yeah. the 3rd. What does this mean? Well, what it means is that YouTube is really feeling the punch when it comes YouTube being the second largest, uh, uh, obviously, search engine when it comes to video and audio has been feeling the pressure, particularly when we could talk to uh, Spotify and other music platforms. So with YouTube's new announcement, they're in the same world. Ironically, I speak as Facebook's kind of got its own ecosystem. YouTube's feeling the same thing. So this new feature that we're going to be hearing about or having the ability to add with uh, YouTube music uh, is really trying to captivate and keep people in their ecosystem. So, uh, you know, keep it with a grain of salt. I would really recommend that uh, let's not depend on any of these big platforms, Amazons, Googles, Apples, um, you diversify your interests. Do not fall prey to the, oh, look, this platform does everything I need. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have the same problem. Google is not bigger than Facebook, and it is susceptible to fall into the same situation. All right. I appreciate your time. Adam Oldfield, our tech expert.